0: What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here.
1: TNA Wrestling, cross the line.
0: And we're back with episode 194 of the TNA Crossline Podcast. I am Bob Hine Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley In Dallas, this is the go-home show before Bound for Glory 2005, where young upstart Kevin Nash is going to be challenging for the NWA world title currently held by Jeff Jarrett. Can the young wonder Kevin Nash, who's only been in the wrestling business for about 15 years, can he win his first NWA World Championship in 24 hours? We'll find out. But first, here on the Go Home Show, we have two matches that are confirmed. Actually, three. We have Samoa Joe's Spike TV. TV. And we have a NWA World Tag team championship match where the rivalry between the Naturals and America's Most Wanted will be continuing tonight in the first ever title match in the Spike TV era. And then our main event is not going to feature Kevin Nash. No, because he's a young upstart. We got to hold this moment for Bound for Clory, even though he technically had a shot back in February against the Lots, but it doesn't matter. AJ Styles. Jeff Hardy and Lance Hoytomania Hoyt is Hoyt, taking on the NWA world champion Jeff Jarrett, the monster abyss, and the alpha male Monty Brown. All here today. Plus much, 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 much more. So Dallas, is this bring a an adrenaline rush on your slam and Saturday night?
1: It always does, Bob. It always does. This is a freaking stack show, and I cannot freaking wait to watch it.
0: I'm honestly more than that.
1: shocked that it's
0: this loaded on a go-home show. Go-home shows, I feel like, are more angle-driven. This seems like it's like, oh, well will give you all matches.
1: Yeah, that's a the very interesting point. They've been doing really well sprinkling in, like, the um, angles, like, segments and stuff like that the last few weeks. So maybe we just got lucky that they somehow figured out how to put together a decent 45-minute show. And... Mm-hmm now we're getting some good matches um i do feel like they are kind of notorious for having like okay go home shows to this point for these pay-per-views like i feel like most of the time we're like it wasn't bad but like it didn't get us more excited necessarily yeah uh, but that being said bound for glory the first one three and a half hour show uh we're dropping the episode tomorrow so that's two bangers right in a row
0: yeah, now, of course, the three and a half hour, the first half hour is essentially the free
1: pre-show. Nope. It is part of the pay-per-view for free. That's what they're saying. No. So it's a three and a half hour. It's the lo- <laughs> the longest impact pay-per-view. Yeah, but then technically every pay-per-view they have is three and a half hours long. Nope. Those are those are pre-game shows. Oh. That's, yeah, that don't does, count. So that does not count. Pre-show. Well,
0: pre-show. If it cuts off, if I'm watching the show and it cuts off after a half hour...
1: I, I really want it to be, the AJ Daniels Iron Man match, and you have to buy the pay per view, and you have to watch the end on pay per view, dude. That would be fucking. That's genius. how I would do it.
0: I would have it start five minutes into the show. Yeah. That way, the final five minutes is like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I and it's like tied one, or zero zero one one whatever. And now I, I
1: what the fuck? How how else am I gonna know who wins this? Mm-hmm.
0: I got to pay 30 bucks, and then I got all these other matches of people. You know, come on.
1: I Dude, that's, like, the smartest thing you could possibly do, I think. I just don't know why you would not do that.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because you know what? Anybody that's watching it has probably already bought the show. I mean, that's a good point, too. To
1: right? begin with. So it's not like you're jipping them out. You know, Whatever. But- yeah, I mean, that's the only thing is because, like, these kind of pay-per-view shows, you'd have to go to the pay-per-view channel to watch, like, the free little preview. Whereas, like, I remember being a kid and being like, I'm going to watch Sunday Night Heat and then be sad that I cannot buy the WWE pay-per-view after Oh, God,
0: that happened to me all the time. Like, my I'd favorite. Be like, oh, my God, there's a six-man Hell in a Cell match. Oh, man, fuck, I can't yeah. buy this. Oh, man.
1: I think I used to watch it to see the stages, and then I remember, I think I've said it on here is like when they did, debuted the Elimination Chamber. I was like, I oh, want to yeah. see it. And they didn't show it, they dude. They did not. They, they fucking didn't, hid that shit. Yeah, they did not show you the Elimination Chamber. I remember chamber that one. Because I purposely watched the heat, Sunday Night Heat because I wanted to see the Elimination Chamber because I wasn't watching the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah. And I got screwed. I did the same thing. Yeah. No, the yeah the pre-show would be like Sunday Night Heat that you're talking about. That's exa- I would always see what the stage looked like. And then as the hour went by, I'd get more progressively upset that I, I wasn't able to watch the actual pay per view. But I would, I'd be able to see a Stephen Richards match. Yeah, on the show. Sure were. Against like D. Lo Brown or something, and then mm-hmm. yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, they weren't going to do like you know Undertaker, Hulk Hogan outside I heat.
1: They should you know, have, but by, whatever. By the rest of the show. Yeah. By the rest. Well, um. Before we get into this week's show, let's talk very briefly about last week. Uh, I got some decent notes, including about the skit that we saw, the funeral. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll be talking pretty in-depth about that, actually. And we got a few other notes before we get into the show, and then we'll talk about some other stuff during the show. So we got lots of lots of fun stuff. So let's run down the card quick from the October fifteenth, two 2005 edition of Impact on Spike TV, not on the Internet. It was, first up, Monty Brown defeated the team of Jarrell Clark and Mikey Batts in 45 seconds in a 2-on-1 handicap match. <laughs> Matt Bentley, with Tracy, defeated David Young with Simon Diamond in 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Rhino defeated Sabu in 3 minutes 45 seconds, and then there was a big brawl with everyone who's in the Monsters Ball match. And then finally, in the main event, a 15-minute Iron Man Challenge gauntlet took place where, well... I think he won, but Dick Christopher Daniels um, he defeated Shark Boy first, then he defeated Sanji Dutt, and technically the time ran out when he went to fight AJ Styles at the end, who was wrestling in a muscle shirt and jeans.
0: Yeah, so like I don't know if it was you had to defeat them all or just
1: survive it all. So cage match is listing it as a time limit draw. I don't know what they really consider it because. I have a feeling it was like he was supposed to beat him, so then technically it has a time limit draw. But I was pretty convinced yesterday it was like a... Yeah, I say yesterday. Um, last week. Which, by the way, we didn't even record yesterday. So I don't know why I just said that. Um, but I'm convinced that. I, mean, he, I was pretty convinced that he just had to survive. But you did. I'm, but we, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was just survive. Either way. He, like, he, I he won in I th- my heart, man.
0: I feel like we would have remembered if Daniels was like, oh... AJ, hey, you pick three guys, and I can beat them all in
1: 15 minutes. I don't – I mean, I guess that would make sense for the he Iron Man gimmick. He might have. I can't remember, and I didn't yeah, look back on the promo, but yeah. – I mean, that,
0: it would make sense for the gimmick match if he was like, I can beat all three guys in 15 minutes because that's what you have to do in Iron Man. You have to beat them. You don't want to get a draw. so
1: Right. I mean, the only way that there's a way to find this out is if we go over to WrestlingRecaps.com and we look yeah. up the October 8th, 2005 edition of the show. I, 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 don't, I don't think I reviewed that show. So. Okay, well, then I can't knock it too much because that means if it's not in here, then, yeah. you, then you didn't do it. Oh, Daniel's right here. Okay. To prove he's an Man next week and Impact, AJ can pick any three Division guys he wants and he will beat them in less than 15 minutes. Oh, there you go. See? And that's why you go to rustlingrecaps.com for all of your technicality. needs. I go on there more often than I would like to admit to my friend, Bob, when I am doing our social posts. Uh, over, been... I do all the time to reference interviews. Um, oh, no, thanks, man. So, and you can follow us on social at Cross the Line TNA if you want to see all those posts over on our Twitter page. But anyways. Um, okay, let's get into some observer notes. Um, About last week's show. Including what Dave says was the highlight of the show. Which he just says is the skit. The skit. The skit. He says, as great as I was told this was. It was that much better. (laughs) So he like really likes this. I think Uh,
0: it was very good.
1: Yeah. Uh, It started with a guest book with names in this order. (laughs) Kevin Dunn. Paul and Stephanie. Vince and Linda. Pat and Sylvan. And Bobby Roode. And. Even Dave notes that the Pat and Sylvan one he did not see coming and really threw him off. <laughs> and who's the Sylvan Grenet, right? It's got to be Sylvan Grenet.
0: <laughs> but who's the
1: Pat? It's got to be Pat Patterson.
0: Oh shit! Okay.
1: Yeah. See, I knew the Pat right away. At first, I was like Sylvan.
0: The fuck? Well, I knew Sylvan
1: having heat with
0: them. So there you yeah. go. OK, um, and do- oh, my God, because I remember like the rumor was that Sylvan and Pat were like a thing, wasn't
1: it? It must. That must be. See, I or like I Pat, or like Sylvan was like a favorite of Pat's. I couldn't remember. And I tried looking it up and I wasn't coming into any good luck when I was trying. Um, but it's got to be that. Yeah. So needless to say, they attended the funeral together. That is a fucking OK. If this if there was a legitimate war. Like, that's a good shot. It's a pretty funny one. (laughs) That's good. Uh, So Jim Mitchell was giving the eulogy with Gail Kim in a low-cut dress crying and at other times blowing bubblegum and um, filing her nails. Scott Demore was munching on hot dogs and Coke. James Storm was pounding down beers and saying that he had to go to the bathroom. And the rest of the Canadians had hockey sticks and pounded them on the ground doing chants. Um. And so he goes on to say here, uh, how Mitchell has never done more or gotten more chances in the business with his look and delivery is beyond me. Uh, He notes how Chris Harris and James Storm came out during this to talk about how they had to get rid of them because they uh, jumped on board and tried to take the glory from the people who built the company. They're talking about why they essentially took down Team 3D, of course. Uh, They showed a photo of Devon All-Bloody. They put a a t-shirt on the casket, and Harris put a sign with the t-shirt marked down to $7.99. Uh, Dave says that the killer line in all this was Storm saying, I hear dead people, and saying that he's hearing Brotherway's voice from the grave saying, Devon, get the... And Jared jumped in, interrupted, and said, James, this is a funeral. Their creators are already dead. They don't need another lawsuit. <laughs> and we... Talked a lot about the notes in the lawsuits that they were getting uh, coming up to this. So it's pretty good insiders shit there. Um, and everyone laughed. Uh, so Storm uh, then at the end was, uh, he's pissing in the coffin. And Harris had to grab him when they left. Uh, they all vowed to get together for another funeral the day after Bound for Glory for Kevin Nash. Dave says it's one of those segments that it, going in you would expect it to be stupid. Because 95% of the time when wrestling does crap like this, it is that. Uh, but this was the exception. Anyways, uh, the people involved deserve credit for their performance. But whomever wrote the lawsuit line and the patents of online was just too much. I think I got a kick out of it because all that stuff means nothing to the average person and doesn't mean a dime. But with Spike TV not wanting them to insult WWE, they got some great digs and uh, doing it so subtly that it snuck through. So they were sneaking little <laughs> little things in there. Um, so here's where all the credit goes. So this is kind of fun. This is like the little behind the scenes part. And by the way, if you have not seen the Team 3D funeral, go look that shit up on YouTube. It was incredible. And it was just as good as I remembered it, if not better.
0: Yeah, I, I always thought it was further along.
1: Yeah, so did I. I'm surprised it's so early. So the writing uh, for this was largely Mike Tenet, Bill Banks, and Dutch Mantel. Uh, The line about the lawsuit may have been Jeff Jarrett himself coming up with it. The amazing thing is the entire vignette was shot at a cost of less than $1,000, but it was done just with Jeremy Borash's camera. No lighting guy, no sound guy, a one-camera shoot, and edited by Borash and Jesse Ward, who is the Tough Enough 2 contestant who uh, worked a few years in WWE backstage production. Uh, Most of the show that we saw last week was a strong build for the pay-per-view, um, and now he kind of goes into the Daniels Iron Man match. He says, "Very good." Uh, was in with Dutt, who picked up all sorts of stuff. Was connecting with the crowd, and he thinks should start getting a push. When Styles came in as the third guy, so he completely ignores Shark Boy in this <laughs> right, right up. Um, going the time limit, the climax was to hit Daniels with a springboard spot, but he slipped off of the ropes and fell on his face at the bell. And the nature of when he did it made it impossible to edit it out. And it's interesting because, Bob, you said he slipped. Like, he literally just messed it up. And I literally thought it was meant to be that way. So it was a botch. According to Dave Meltzer. I feel like I got to rewatch it to confirm because, like, I still – it was it was too perfectly timed to, to me. But I guess maybe that's the thing. Maybe he was supposed to get hit and then he couldn't like escape and, you know, essentially win the time limit thing because then he 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 was down. But instead, AJ missed and then Daniels just kind of ran away. Well, and I think that they
0: would be able to play it off as um, like a legitimate
1: slip or whatever, because he's not in his gear. Exactly. Like he's not. In his the thing is, like I like stuff like that. I style. They've done it with styles before. They do it all the time with Jeff Hardy, dude. Even today, Jeff Hardy goes for the whisper in the wind. Oh my God, his leg! And then everyone's like, he shouldn't be wrestling. And it's like so clearly like he that's a spot he does. So I like I like stuff like that. But if it was truly a botch and he could have got fucked up, that's not as good. But <laughs> yeah. Um. The other interesting note about the show is something that. We did not see, because we aren't watching with commercials. And you're probably wondering, what the fuck am I talking about? Well, Dave says that the other big story on the show was the Morphoplex commercial, uh, being that it apparently aired three times during the show. Now, if you're wondering, what the fuck is Morphoplex? It is a sponsor of TNA. It is on one of the ring skirts. And, of course, as I'm about to say in a minute, Zabisco is one of the spokespeople. But... Um, he says it has to be the cheesiest commercial ever, and in fact, it came across like a Saturday Night Live spoof of a commercial with two <laughs> ex-football players you've never heard of saying how they lost so much weight in using Commissioner Zabisco as the pitchman. It makes those horrible smiling Bob ads for the erectile dysfunction on Raw look like a Super Bowl commercial.
0: <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about. I know, about.
1: dude. Do you remember seeing those all the time? Yeah, if you would just do the way like. Yeah, it's they're uh, so mad. Stupid but apparently this made that look like a Super Bowl commercial. So He says it was such a professional-looking show with great video packages making Styles look like a star, hyping up Samoa Joe versus Jushin Liger uh, to seem like a special match. Um, he says although they needed some kind of commercial that ran down the entire card, but that Morphoplex commercial just left everything with a minor league taint when it ran over and over. Now, of course, they they can't control this, but I see what he's getting at here now. He says still the final line is classic with Tracy Brooks in the commercial saying, quote, I lost five pounds in six days and I can barely keep my pants on. Uh, And Dave also notes that Morphoplex is a sponsor of Wrestling Observer Live in the interest of full disclosure. And so he says not to mention alerting them that the host of a show that they are sponsoring is now publicly ripping on their ad and getting me heat with my bosses. So I think that was pretty funny. But
0: wait, so Morphoplex like also, buy buys sponsorship? Yeah,
1: for a wrestling observer, and he's talking shit about that.
0: Oh my god, that's funny as shit. Well, you I know lo- what? At I least he's that. keeping his honesty as a journalist. Right. You know, he's not saying a great commercial, oh, by the way, it works for me too, or something, I know, you know. I know.
1: So I know. yeah, do you like that line? I can barely keep my pants on. What do you expect, man? I mean, especially during, like, a
0: TNA show. I think, of course, that's going to be something that is said. Come on, what do you mean? Just to get that slamming Saturday night crowd be like, ooh, Tracy can't keep her pants on. I wouldn't be fucking surprised if during one of these shows her pants fall down. And then he's going to be like, it's because of that Morphoplex. It's the
1: Morphoplex. See, I just went to look for it, and it looks like they took the video down. I'm gonna find it. Of the commercial? Oh, wait, is this it? More fullflex massive.
0: more fullflex massive, more fullflex massive. More fullflex Better than steroids. It's the dawning of a new era.
1: And you can be bigger, faster, stronger, have more size. It's not the same one. And have more power with more full
0: flex massive. And no side effects.
1: Look like a god of our new era. Check us out. Morphoplex.com. Morphoplex Massive. Better than steroids. Okay, better than steroids. How um, many
0: times did he say Morphoplex massive? Really um, driving home the massive.
1: I I don't know. Anyways, if I if I can find I'd like to find the one with Tracy in it. I mean, there's there's other ones, but it doesn't look like there's, like, the one that we're looking for. But it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Anyways, um, I think that pretty much covers most of the notes about the actual show. But let's talk about some other things, including some ratings and stuff. And then during the show, we'll talk about some interview notes with uh, plenty of people. Um, so the October 15th Impact Show did a .81 rating, but viewers per home were way down, apparently. Uh, The show averaged 841,000 viewers, which is 1.15 per home, which would be the lowest of the three shows to date. Uh, The decline of 15% in total viewers from the prior week was blamed on going against baseball playoffs. ESPN's college football and NASCAR and the show's decline was all in its core males 18 to 49 age group, which is down to 0.7 and 18 to 34, which is at 0.8. Uh, in other demos, the show had all had the same number of viewers or was up. So even though UFC and Impact are closing the gap in ratings, all because UFC is falling uh, in the key demos, UFC is still more than doubles what TNA is doing. Um, I don't know
0: if I buy the baseball playoff thing. Because, I mean, Impact is airing at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. It is baseball playoff season. Probably even close to the World Series at this point. Uh, but those games are played at like 7 o'clock at night. And I don't know. Done, unless it was like extra innings. It would be done by like 10.30. I don't know. So I don't know how much I believe that. I mean, those games aren't getting started at 10 o'clock at night.
1: I mean, um, I, don't, I don't think they would be. I mean, that's a pretty fair point, though.
0: Because um, like nowadays, they, they even play those games at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon which is I mean fairly newer but even back then I mean I've I've never once even a west coast team seen them play a playoff game at like 10 o'clock at night eastern time because they it just doesn't happen
1: yeah that's a it's pretty from
0: what I from what I can remember I I think they're just grasping at straws for
1: that. probably but don't worry the ratings, there's some good news but we'll be we'll talk about that in just a second so hang on tight um in other news about ratings, uh, Doug Herzog, I think I don't, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but he runs Spike. Uh, he sent an internal memo to the company executives, touting the ratings for Impact and its potential, and, and used the phrase, "quote Who misses WWE now?" Uh, it's, <laughs> it's also been noted, and uh, this was credited directly to the UFC that the network was up in both males 18 to 49 and overall 18 to 49. Uh, during the week of October 3rd to uh, October 9th uh, than it was the week before with Raw. Overall, primetime viewers were down 8%, but their key demos were up. TNA doesn't figure into this because it's uh, primetime ratings, but the increase was attributed to UFC programming all week long.
2: So who misses WWE now?
1: does. Um, Okay, based on the reaction of the ratings, Bob, you're going to love this. On November 3rd, the company is getting a prime time special from 9 to 11 p.m. Uh Now, the plan here is to do a Clash of the Champions caliber show as opposed to a two-hour impact with title matches and stip matches involving the major talent. It will be taped either, and I think he's got his, he might have his dates wrong here. I think he means October 25th or October 26th, because he says September and we're past that. Um, now, originally, Spike had scheduled two parody MXC shows, a UFC versus Desperate Housewives, and a WWE versus UFC from 9 to 10 p.m., and then the regular TNA show from 10 to 11, followed by UFC Unleashed at 11 p.m. Uh, the special Thursday night showing is because the regular Impact show for November 5th is preempted due to the live UFC special from Las Vegas that night. So it's pretty fun stuff here.
0: Uh, I like that. I like the approach of it being like a Clash of Champions style type of special.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. It's on a yeah. special night.
0: Yeah, the only thing though, I'm a little, I mean, it could be a little too early. You might want to try to build an audience and then do that. But, I mean, if it's from 9 to 11, I would expect more people to watch. And it's on a Thursday. Right. So so let's keep this in our in our minds. Here. So November 3rd. If they're doing .8s, point .9s, point whatever. If you're doing a Clash of Champions style thing, which I'm assuming big matches, big stars, right? stipulations, whatever, and it's... Is it one or two hours? Oh, two hours. Nine to 11. two hours. Yeah, two hours. So two hours, nine to eleven. I would hope that they're getting like a one, one three or something. Whether like you got to get, yeah, I'm thinking so too. Pretty good bump. I think you have to. Yeah, because if you don't, I mean, that's
1: maybe kind of not great. Yeah. Um, well, and other potential exciting uh, show news. There is more than a decent chance that TNA will get a Monday night special in February because Raw is going to be preempted due to the Westminster uh, dog show. Hmm. So they might have a Monday night show in February.
0: It's like another Clash of Champions
1: thing. I feel like that would make sense, right? I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so lots of exciting news. Um. They've also added... A 10:26 taping to go along with the 10:25 taping. Now um, remember, they do two at a time kind of thing. Um, so they have four hours to tape uh, between two days because it's only three weeks between pay-per-views. Now you're wondering, okay, why do we need why do we need two dates then? Well, they were only going to do one and do a three-hour taping on October 25th with the shows airing between 10:28 and 11:12. With the two-hour special being added, they had to add that second night so that they could do that two-hour show. So normally we do once for two weeks, once for two weeks. They were going to do once for three weeks because it's only the the three weeks for the pay-per-view. Yeah. But because there's that longer show, they had to add another one. So pretty yeah. interesting. And I I would think you would want a different crowd for that two-hour. Yeah, I think that'll be good. That's going to freshen that up for them. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, Okay, I have one final note uh, before we get into today's show. And like I said, I have more we'll talk about during the show. But this is about Jimmy Hart. And uh, Jimmy Hart decided that he's going to pee on Raw recently. And we uh, didn't like that. Which I get. But so Jimmy Hart was not fired. Although he was taken off air as a talent overdoing the October 3rd Raw show. So that's important to know because he... Is not fired, and we're going to get into why in just a second. But He says, given uh, that they are talking with Sean Waltman, who was in Orlando last week, although the company did not want him at the building itself during the tapings, but he saw his friends in the company and was in good shape, um, and they do continue to use Jeff Hardy, it's kind of impossible to get fired, as Dave says, so you kind of can't. Hart is going to continue to work backstage at the grill position and helping round fans up for the taping, so he's still going to help out with the company. Now, Hart told management that since he didn't have a contract, bing, 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 he felt that he was independent and he could be taking whatever he was offered. Jeff Jarrett offered him a contract, but he said that he wasn't going to break his existing commitments to WWE, which included just this past weekend, uh, Jimmy Hart and RVD did the media in Chicago to promote WrestleMania going on sale, like tickets. Uh, He also had other commitments with WWE, including hosting a loudmouth on. sorry, Loud Mouths Month on 24-7 and promoting various WWE action figures that involve him that include the New Hart Foundation and Jimmy Hart and Hogan and Beefcake and Jimmy Hart sets. So for all you classic superstar fans, that's what they're talking about there. Um, He tried to sell them that it was a benefit that he was on Raw because more people recognize him from that TV and that helps TNA when he rounds people up when it goes to their tapings. Uh, The company that produces... The new Jimmy Hart energy drink is also sponsoring TNA, which is why we saw a sign last week. Well, it's been there, but why I pointed out the sign last week. Um, he was removed as an on-air talent and manager of the Naturals. Um, so we'll see if he gets brought back, but Dave says it's anyone's guess at this point.
0: They haven't even really addressed that because we haven't seen the Naturals, really.
2: No,
1: we have not. But don't expect to see Jimmy Hart tonight.
0: Right. So it'll be interesting to see if they even like mention it.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Are they even gonna be like, are they just gonna say they've been managed by or like what are they gonna right. say? I don't know. I guess we're guess we're about to find out, though, aren't we? Or are they so good that they don't they no longer need the ship of Jimmy Hart? I mean, I kind of like that idea better because I mean, I liked him with Candido too, but like, I don't think they needed Chris Candido. Uh, I think Candido definitely helped them. He helped him. Well, he helped him because of the promo stuff. But he, they yeah. don't need like a manager for like matches, to like no. win dirty. They're already heels. Well, they were. Yeah. No, you're right. And they, they, do, does Jimmy Hart really helping him with anything? No, no, I don't. I'm not saying that they needed Jimmy Hart, but I think Candido. I like Candido with him. It made was it made good. I didn't like it at first because I was like, "What are we doing here?" But I warmed up to it. Yeah, because you didn't know who Kendito was. It was like a roll off thing. You're like, who's this guy? Now now everyone knows your bullshit about Nikita Kong.
0: You were like, he looks like Body Donna Skip, but I'm not sure if it's the same guy. I have the text messages, so Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay you I thought he looked
1: him. like uh freaking what's the other Body Donna's name? Dip. Zip. Zip. Skip and zip. I think it looked more like zip. Wow! How dare you talk about time. And maybe julie. maybe Sunny. Oh wait, Oh, she, God. She's in jail and she's she's gone for a while. She po- poots or something. You no, know, they said anyway.
0: She tooted. She pooted. Oh pooted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, poor Sunny.
2: Uh, Is I, it though? Is it though? <laughs> no.
0: Mm. For me, it is. I like to think of the, yeah, healthy, sunny, the one that was doing like recreational cocaine, not like addicted to it,
1: and sucking off Shawn Michaels behind the curtain.
0: Yeah, and putting lipstick on his shoulder from behind in a mirror. It's in the
1: book. Which Bob got Well, he got scared. He didn't get in trouble that he was writing summaries about hey guess what she's in jail now so she can't stop it so i think you should bring that back yeah Yeah, i'm good i like those i was reading those when you were posting them because i'm never going to read the book so i love i know that's why i was doing it i was like you know i I doubt and then i had people message me like they got the book because
0: of i was doing that
1: yeah i think that whoever scared you off was bullshit because dude it's just like spark notes you were doing spark notes for sunny's book right so whoever scared you is bullshit yeah they're, they're not a real friend, whoever that was.
0: No, it's just some guy on the internet. And then I got, you know, my anxiety. Uh, I was just like, fuck it. It's not, I
1: don't want to get in trouble over something stupid. So. Bullshit. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to get in right. trouble in a second because I'm about to blow my freaking lid off on this fourth episode of Impact on Spike TV from October 22nd, 2005. Is the it a go-home
0: mean- show before Bound for Glory.
1: Is it the 11 p.m. airing? Is it the Monday at new midnight airing? We don't know, but we got it. That's true. We don't know. That's a really good point. I don't know. We don't know. Which. I want to know why the logo changed in the corner after the first show.
0: Well, because it didn't blend in with the map.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I'm wondering
0: if they didn't want to. They wanted it to be more like, oh, hey, it's Spike TV. It
1: could uh, have been. But like, I feel like that doesn't really change from show to show on stuff. I like when I like when TV channels have, like, a nice, it's like a see-through, if, if we really got to have it on there. That's, a I really, don't really that's not really a thing really anymore, know. really.
0: It's really not, because I was It just used thinking, to be a lot like, more. Yeah, like, nowadays, it's really not even on there. Like, I know NBC would sometimes do it, but then it would, like, fade away.
1: Although, but. now that I say that, is this a wrestling thing? Because AEW definitely has the TNT logo and stuff in the corner. Yes, they do. Is this only a wrestling thing? USA is still at RAW. Huh. Maybe
2: this is, is right. this is weird.
1: This is kind of weird. Access right. on Impact. I was just watching Impact earlier. Yeah. see, we're onto something. We're onto something. It's a it's a wrestling thing. This is a wrestling wrestling society X MTV. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: All right, let's get into the go-home show, though, before Bound for Glory. It's the October 22nd, 2005 edition of Impact. The approximate runtime is 41 minutes and 56 seconds. And after this, it's time for the arguably biggest review of the year, and one that was supposed to happen back in 2003. Paul Cogan and Jeff Jarrett, and it never happened. And now we're going to get Nash and Jarrett for the second time in TNA. Almost like the fourth time in general but here we go three two one
1: play this is freaking tna the new face of professional freaking wrestling
2: dude oh yeah this freaking intro is awesome
1: See, look, blue Monty Brown this week. And Ready Styles coming in blue, yellow Daniels. See, they changed it from the first ones. I'm almost positive. I like it, so I don't care about it. Oh, I think you, you might be right. And then the fist punching. I mean, does that happen before? I think so. Oh, look at it. Wait, wait, wait. Did you see that? Did you see that? Previously
2: recorded. Has that said that before?
0: Is that? No, but.
1: Look at the logo on the corner. Look at the logo in the corner, dude. Yeah.
0: But are, are they saying that in the sense of, like, this was taped, it's not live?
1: Well, I'm wondering if we're watching the Midnight one. That's what I'm wondering. But I do think you're onto something. <laughs> I think that's what they're saying. Well, we're getting a shot of the Impact Zone. Double main, Double main event, isn't it? dude. America's Most Wanted versus The Nationals. One of the uh, arguably best tag team feuds in Tina history. Jarrett Monty, Abyss versus Lance Hoyt, Jeff and AJ Styles. And, of course, making his Spike TV debut. Coming out right now, the Samoan Submission Machine. Samoa Joe. The undefeated Samoa Joe. That's how they're introducing him. Uh, And by the way, speaking of Samoa Joe, it is official that Jushin Liger is only appearing on the for Glory show. He was originally booked to come to that taping on October 25th, but New Japan canceled due to wanting him back uh, in Japan after the pay-per-view. So they're kind of doing a little power play right there.
0: Prime time. He looks super. Now, let me tell you, Samoa Joe has a ridiculous amount of indie notes since the last sign that we technically saw him oh that's a good point so i'm going to summarize this as best as i can and, and as quickly as i can i'm going to focus on like key matches and i'm not doing all this other bullshit
1: there must be a lot then if you don't want to read them that means there's a I lot. Can't,
0: well because some of them it doesn't really matter so uh back on september 24th Samoa Joe was involved in the 2005, Survival of the Fittest, which Roderick Strong won. It also involved Austin Aries, Christopher Daniels, Cole Cabana, and Jay Lethal in a match that went over 50 minutes. Holy crap. Uh, then October 1st, and arguably maybe even still the biggest match of Samojo's career, uh, Samoa Joe lost to Kenta Kobashi at Joe versus Kobashi in New York City at the uh, Grand Ballroom. The next night on October 2nd, Samojo teamed up with Loki in a losing effort against homicide and Kenta Kobashi uh, Samojo is also part of the WSW tour where he wrestled Andrew Testa Martin three times and he lost twice and winning once
1: yeah that was a pretty big deal in the observer note I had about that whole thing because um, him losing that is uh he doesn't on TNA TV so it's kind of a big deal Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is.
0: Uh, October 13th, Samoa Joe defeated Chris Hero at uh, IWA Mid-South Morris Mayhem 2. October 14th, uh, Joe teamed up with Jay Lethal to defeat Alex Shelley and Jimmy Rave at Enter the Dragon. Uh, October 15th, he lost to Nigel McGuinness in a Ring of Honor pure title match in Buffalo, New York. And then here's the last one, NWA World Heavyweight Title 4-Way. And a Fight Network launch party in Toronto, Canada, Jeff Jarrett defeated Rhino, Sabu, and Samoa Joe in a four-way.
1: Wow. Uh, this match has been freaking hot so far, dude. Skipper and Joe have been doing some great kicks throughout the whole thing. Skipper has got uh, the advantage at the moment, but look at this. He just jumped up. Oh, I thought Joe caught him in a cutter right That's there. That's what he I thought, too. Beautiful springboard moonsault, but he took Joe down for a two-count. Um, I also have an Elix Skipper note here. Um, on World Wrestling Radio, uh, he admitted that he loved his WCW run more than he liked his current TNA run. Um, okay. He uh, basically said that Dusty was the guy who took him off TV regularly, but that he'd be back to make an impact soon.
0: Oh, his head popped out of the muscle But Come on, Joe. Uh, that surprised me because his WCW run is like Not that eight good. months. It's like fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was a cruiserweight champion and stuff, but it was very short. The rear naked choke, the coquina clutch, and that is the submission win for Samoa Joe. And I have one more note. I had a lot for this match. Um, it's just a trivia note about Samoa Joe in case you need some Samoa Joe trivia. Uh, and it's that when Joe went to high school, his football coach was the brother of Tank Abbott, and Abbott's father was a teacher at his school. He also trains regularly with Justin McCauley, an MMA fighter pro wrestler who is part of the Punishment Athletics, who is in Tito Ortiz's fighting team. Hmm. In case you need some weird Samoa Joe trivia. A
2: little Christopher Daniels uh, video here. He
0: fancies himself as God's gift to wrestling. I really hope he doesn't have that
1: neck garb anymore. Yeah, I don't really like that either, but... I love these, like, interviews that are clearly, like, used on DVDs. Yeah. Like, if you bought the best of a, uh, Christopher Daniels DVD, I guarantee you the interviews that they're showing, the little clips here, are on that DVD. And yes, I have it. Is it opened? Uh, that one might be. Wow. The best ofs I, I was more inclined to than when I started, like, mass buying the pay-per-views. Up next, dude, the tag team title match. This is freaking nuts. (laughs) Let's go. We have a weird TNA hype uh, video here. The technically advanced six sided ring. Oh, here we go, dude. Is eight extra impact points and a four sided ring. Two extra ring posts. (laughs) More turnbuckles. They're hyping up the fact
2: that we got a success ring here. There's so much more
0: options. You can come from all different angles. Yeah. Okay. So, is this like a best of the X Division type of interviews or something that they're.
1: There's two best of the X Division DVDs. Oh, there we go. (laughs) So, you know, in the X Division DVD, if I throw that in right now. They're going to be like, yeah, so the uh, six-headed ring, really good for the extra vision. <laughs> like We can do whatever we want. And it's like those interviews. It's two extra ring posts. Um, by the way, I haven't had numbers in a while, but the impact zone looks freaking packed, dude. Oh, man, it's that Team 3D effect. I would argue you're probably right. Except they're not even on this taping, so that's nah, okay. Man.
0: Well, that's when that's how you piss off your fans.
1: So well, prepared. we're about to get new champions. So, what the day before or the pay per view? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. I guarantee it. And I have not looked. I would be shocked if we don't. I would be. Why would you do it the day before the pay per view? Well, I think they should have done it on the pay per view,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Like if, if there's a title change, I mean, why,
2: why, why are you doing it on TV? Here come the Naturals with no manager.
1: Okay, without giving me a, a, a big spoiler here, Bob, or me looking it up myself. Do we got we got some time left for the Naturals still? A little bit of time? Oh, yeah. Oh, good, good. Yeah, they're here... Uh... I want to say through most of 06. Look at this graphic. Okay, I was hoping so. NWA Tag Team Championship, huge new graphic. We finally switched that up. We haven't switched the championship graphics since we started. Natural's going after both the. They threw them both to the floor here. Harris was second. Now he's going to launch Andy Douglas to the floor here.
0: Boom. Somersault dive off of a backdrop.
2: Chase Stevens on the tie rope. He's going to leap
0: off here. And. Oh, oh my God. A shooting star press. Storm. Oh, my God. My heart just stopped for a second. My God. I thought
2: he was just going to do a cross body. Look at this. Wow. That's freaking nuts. That's insane. Chainstorm Storm wanted a timeout. Smart. Oh, here's Gail Kim.
1: She's like, what are you guys doing? She's giving him some strategy. Um, As we go to the commercial break here, Bob, I did forget to mention the next explosion uh, match that we have coming up, which technically airs after the pay-per-view on October 28th, but it was taped after this last set of tapings, and it was Alex Shelley and Samoa Joe teaming up to defeat Austin Aries and Cassidy Riley. Well, that sounds uh,
2: intriguing. That tag match. Mm-hmm.
1: Largely for Cassidy Riley. Doing a raving gimmick. Andy Douglas, I always show to James Storm, but it gets countered. And then Gao Kim grabs the leg. If Jimmy Hart was here, dude, he'd be getting on that microphone. Come on, baby. Focus, baby, focus. Oh, oh he man. title shot.
0: I just got drilled with a title shot. I wonder if he does a blade job. Hmm. see. I'm going to say that he does because they're not putting the camera on him. Oh yeah. I knew it. How'd you know? I just knew it, dude. That's so That's how you hide it. Well, because half the time they don't hide it. Wow. And you can see right there he got the blade out On the
1: replay what the fuck are we doing Why would you do that Nowadays uh, dude it's like it's so bad nowadays I feel like maybe, said, we're just, maybe we just look for it too much But like
0: oh no I know I do I know I do but on that Replay they fucking didn't cut away In time and you can see him going in his Wristband tape thing to get the fucking Blade
1: <laughs> Damn it Ah uh, Three-and-a-half-hour event, guys, tomorrow. Bound for glory. It's going to be a frickin' banger.
0: 30 minutes. That's all the Here comes Chase. Clean it out with right hand.
2: Ducks of clothesline. Flying far. Harris. another heel kick. Nice. Chip up, baby. Let's go. Heartbreak kid
0: pummels and pummeling and James Storm with the right hand in the corner. Oh, accidentally splashes his own partner. Oh, nice. Tough Valley driver. One, two. No, Storm with the save.
1: We're only 12 minutes and 25 seconds into the show and the crowd's on fire. We have a tag team total match that's going pretty good right now. <laughs> going for the heart attack, but it is stopped by Andy Douglas.
0: And uh, Skipper Joe was a good uh, quick hmm? sprint of a match. Alabama Slam. How do you like Manette. Oh, oh he God. just got at, oh my!
2: Is that it? Holy crap, dude. Oh, Stevens kicks out. Oh.
0: I thought they were going to get it from that. Is Stevens going to do a blade job too? Because one guy, he's busted open from it. I don't think so. Con Dude, he hit him so freaking good.
1: Pussy cat are chaining at Harris. Oh, oh we should have known, dude. Isn't it Andrew Thomas? Oh, no, it's Rudy. Fucking Rudy. Come on, Rudy. He got taken out. Dope. Like Chris Harris.
0: I love when referees are just like, forget where they are, and then they just get beat up.
1: See, that one was pretty well done, though.
0: Yeah, it was all right. Douglas uh, just wiped his face with
1: blood, <gasps> and he was like, yo, dude, I'm pissed. Oh, oh, a disaster. disaster. They almost exposed his butt cheeks because they couldn't get him up all the way because he's fucking huge. You can count to ten right now. Rudy's right next to them.
0: What the hell? Gail Kim is taking off her shoes. I mean, she's probably going to do, like, a head scissor or her thing.
2: Oh, uh,
1: it was supposed to be a, it was supposed to be like a hurricane up, But yeah, she's, they sent. she was a little f- or he James Storm was a little far away, but yeah. it worked. He, she took him out still.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, they're not going to they're not going to give her the natural disaster,
0: are they? Well, I'm sure they won't have a hard time picking her up for it. Oh, shit. Side boob alert. Are they? No, they're not. Oh, shit. It's Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett. Oh, nut shot to Douglas! How did the referee not see that? But How did Rudy Charles not see a guy oh, no. in all red come in? Oh! <laughs> oh, baby! Oh, that cut him up, fucking legit, dude. He's bleeding already from the forehead.
1: Holy shit, dude. He just blasted a bottle over Chase Stevens' head. Is that the first time they've used a bottle? I was going to say, I think that's the first time we've seen them use the beer bottle. And America's Most Wanted, guys, is in fact your new.
2: taking Stevens just blasted
0: open legit. From
2: that bottle. That was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he's fucking. He got him good. Wow. Okay, so I'm shocked that they did this right before the pay per view. But then, of course, they're gonna put it on the heel faction. Where now all the the heel group has
1: all the titles, aside from the X division. Exactly. Um, we have a highlight package coming up, so let me try to give you this Chris or uh, sorry Jeff Jarrett interview because it's a little bit longer. Uh, he did a UK Sun interview uh, where he says that he's reinventing wrestling. Not TNA or the booking crew or Panda or Spike, but himself. Uh, And that's Alvarez kind of interpreting it. But when explaining the history of the promotion, he made it seem like everything that happened had been carefully planned from day one, as opposed to what it actually was, which is a series of changes that had been made to keep the place from going belly up. When asked what sort of things they had to compete with WWE, he said innovative matches like Ultimate X, which we're seeing a package of right now, and of course, King of the Mountain." Um, they asked, are you negotiating with Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar, Sting, or any other big name free agents? And he responded with, to my knowledge, Jericho is not available. But if we are negotiating with stars, it's in our best interest to keep them under wraps. And if you notice, he didn't say a thing about the other two names. And uh, Alvarez says, I think that they're always sort of negotiating with Sting, or at least the door is open if he wants to come back. The Brock one is interesting because make no mistake, they want Brock. Uh, Brock works for New Japan here. At the time, and they obviously have some sort of relationship in New Japan since Liger's coming in. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, And finally, he was asked why uh, he felt that he had to be champion on the first show. And they even compared him to Triple H. And he responded, this is a business. And when you really sit down and analyze a true businessman, he always does what's best for business. So, yes, he considered himself a champion, the best move for business. They asked if he'd ever work for Vince McMahon again. And he said, "If it was good for business, then he would." Which, in hindsight, is kind of funny because he does. He so long form one there, but uh, Bobby Roode just came out, and here
0: comes Ron Killings for our next match. Third, <laughs> okay. Uh, Robert or Bobby Roode has a couple of indie notes here. Really? Yeah, there was a um, an Elite Eight tournament for. Uh, PTW in Michigan and Bobby Roode made it all the way to the finals in the first round he defeated Triton our boy Triton doing indies that's pretty impressive Semifinals, he defeated Chris Sabin, and then in the finals Bobby Roode lost to Monty Brown so Monty Brown won the PTW heavyweight title wow
2: BG got the mic and he's doing his little hype up. The baddest trio, the side of the Rio.
1: He's the suntan Superman. Brother from another mother. Ronnie, the truth killings. And he does his weird dances.
2: Hmm. What the f I,
0: I don't know. <laughs> Two girls in the front row were just doing hand signals and. Silly.
2: Killings just keeps dancing. <laughs> Who's going to win?
1: Bobby Roode or Ron Killings?
2: I I'm wonder gonna if say... we're going to have a.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. I think Bobby Roode's going to win. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I'm wondering what we're going to do for the tag team titles now on the Bound for Glory. How do you not have them defended on this big show? I'm sure there's, I mean, I would imagine rematch, right? Well, yeah, but they just beat them down so bad. And if they're supposed to be, you know, this is supposed to be the day after. Do they, are they really in the right state to to go for a rematch
2: here? I'm sure they are.
0: Do we really think that fans aren't aware that this was
1: taped like 10 days okay. ago? Even if it is, that's not how wrestling works and you know it. So stop. Well, I know, I mean, I know that. You know they're going to come out with bandages if they're on Bound for Glory around their head.
0: They Okay, here's the thing. They better If there's a remake, they will, they will. The Naturals don't come out with bandages on, then that's a continuity problem.
1: They will. This is right. this is TNA. Okay. We have no continuity issues, except Definitely. for the fact that we may or may not be acting. Holy. Sh- oh, my God. I've never is seen Ron killing trying out for the X Division. That was it. A- OK, so they put him in an X, the uh, Ultimate X not long ago. This oh, is right. why. That's why he just did a huge sunset dive to the floor taken out by. Okay, I mean, I up. didn't know he could dive like that.
0: I didn't either. Wow. What the hell? Another high risk move, oh. but that one did not work. Oh, you know what? We're going to, Kevin Nash is going to do another run in, right? For the six man. He's got to.
1: You and me were saying last week that we were hoping he wasn't going to do that and maybe do an interview, like a, a pre tape or something. But,
0: well, he's got to appear. Yeah. He's got to appear, though. I mean, there's been very limited um, promotion for that specific match aside from the TR right. too. I don't want to see just another run in, though. Middle rope knee drop by Rude and almost won the match, but Slick Johnson
2: isn't gonna count the three. Oh, block punch, block punch. Punch, punch. X button, oh. X button. Just throwing him against
1: the ropes, getting some knees to the midsection, going back yeah. suplex.
0: Glorious. Oh, wait.
2: They're
1: talking about the first 30 minutes being free. Well, Bob, I have some news for you. Oh, wait, here comes Nin Ed. Kip James. You already know my name. Um, apparently, for part of that 30-minute show, or part of the show, the first 30 minutes, they have added Sanjay Dutt versus Austin Aries versus Roderick Strong versus Alex Shelley. Oh, wow. Conan is with Apollo watching huh. the match. Huh. Foreshadowing. Very interesting. And Kip James is talking to BG ringside. This is getting interesting. Huh.
0: Nice little, uh, I like that. I like, why is he hanging out with Apollo? But you know, it makes sense. They're baby chases, So it's not like you'd think anything of that.
1: And he's a Puerto Rican star. You know, it just makes sense. Right. Will we be seeing? Oh, wait a second! Here what comes the fuck Conan. Did Conan, get out there so quick, because he's literally watching yeah. behind the curtain, spinning form.
0: now. Ron's gonna see this. Whoa, whoa guys! No, come on. Oh. Uh-oh. oh, oh,
1: oh, oh, oh! Great.
0: Here's Kipping a bomb for Conan. glory match.
1: Triple threat match. <laughs> At least the two of them fighting or something. Has to be.
0: Conan and Kip have to have a singles match at some point. That seems to be the main gripe here is between them two.
1: Okay, so Conan is being taken away with security. Ron Kelling is going for an axe kick here. Let's see. Is he going to hit it? He's dancing a little long. Okay, a lot. Okay, he stopped. Ah, the Canadians. That was 8-1, and now here's
0: Eric Young, and he's going to get thrown to the floor. Whoa! Did you see that? The hockey stick slid in. Oh, Oh, snapped over the back
2: of Ron. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. That's pretty good. Yeah. we
1: are flying through today's show dude uh no kidding 24 minutes 15 seconds we're the third match just ended we got a big main event still but i'm assuming we have some pretty good segment stuff left too
2: right over the back look at that baby Tomorrow
1: night, Bound for Glory. So it has to be the Saturday. Well, that's probably not edited, but you're right. I'm I'm hoping you're right. Shane Douglas backstage with Jim Mitchell, Jeff Jarrett, Monty Brown, and Abyss. Oh, we were going to talk to Jeff Jarrett. Monty Brown just pulled the mic toward him. You talk to the alpha Male first.
2: (laughs) He goes, I don't want to be in the match, but TNA's forcing me. You and I have a deal and I haven't forgotten. I'm a man of second chances. Abyss wants a shot. Kevin Nash gets his shot tomorrow. Why don't you play your
1: cards right tonight? Go out there and impress somebody. Mainly me in my cards right Jeff I got a royal flush
2: he's going all in then later oh shit we might be seeing the title match between these guys coming up Abyss same deal goes for you okay Abyss just looks at him
0: I don't see Jeff Jarrett fucking giving Abyss a title shot No. I don't think so. <laughs> uh all right. Andy notes here. AJ Styles, he's got uh few. Um I think I already did all those ones. Oh, maybe he does. Oh, wait. Yeah, he does. He's got Oh, two. a little bit of football action here. Yeah, we saw that before. Yeah, they're showing it again. Uh October 14th. Kevin Steen retained the Pro Wrestling gorilla. Uh, title against AJ Styles and Chris Bosch. No, not the basketball player. He is a wrestler. Hmm. And then on October 15th, AJ Styles won the vacant CWE heavyweight title, defeating Jimmy Yang and Petey Williams. Uh, and that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, My Brown, I already said, well, he uh, beat Bobby, Bobby Roode in the um, finals, but in the first round, in the semifinal of that Elite 8 tournament, Mario Brown defeated A1, and then he beat Petey Williams. So he basically defeated know. all of Team Canada to become the champion. And then lastly, Abyss. with These Indie Notes. Now, you mentioned the Chris Michaels thing from October 8th, the 57th anniversary show, no contest. Oh, yeah. But then on October 14th, Abyss defeated Jack Evans at Ring of Honor, End of the Dragon. Hmm. The next night, on the 15th, Abyss teamed up with Alex Shelley and Jimmy Rave as part of uh, as part of the embassy to defeat Generation Next, which is Austin Aries, Jack Evans, and Roderick Strong in a notice qualification match at Ring of Honor's Buffalo Stampede in Buffalo, New York. And then lastly, here on October 20th, Middletown, Ohio, Abyss retained the BPW heavyweight title by defeating Nigel McGinnis. That is your Indie Notes for the go-home show before Bound for Glory. Wow.
1: Very good. I have a very small note about a radio interview that Jim Mitchell did uh, where he said that he was happier with uh, his place in the business now than he has ever been. And he also notes that when he saw this for the first time, he knew that he wanted to manage him. And I got to say, it is the perfect pairing, is it not? Right. And then that would have been late 03,
0: right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And it took this
1: long for there to be a partnership between them? I know. Here online. comes Jeff Hardy in blue lights. um. And I got one other note. Also, a uh, quick side note about the Jim Mitchell interview. He talks about a lot more stuff, um, including the fact that Vince Russo invited him to do that wrestling show inside of a church. And he thought that was pretty funny because it's James Mitchell. Because the devil? Because he's literally the devil. Did he do it? Yeah, I think he did.
0: He better. Have, I mean, that, that's a that's great. Um, character work there.
1: Um, And here comes Lance Hoyt wearing his pay-per-view white
0: gear. Now, let me tell you, okay, and this is no disrespect to Lance Hoyt, but if there was ever an instance of, like, one person probably doesn't belong, it's Lance Hoyt. He's
1: hot in the impact zone, though, man. He's hot in
0: the impact zone, yes, but if they lose this match, Hoyt's taking the pin. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) But here's, so I'm not knocking, I'm just saying it's also a good, like, Way to elevate them if you want to ever do it properly. Right, like working with these names, it's only
1: going to be good for them. Here comes AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. um My final note is actually a note of but Sanjay Dutt speaking on the India tour that he went on with Sharkboy. Uh, he says, "quote It was out of control almost every night. The events were in theaters and they held around two thousand people. So you have two thousand people crammed in there with another one thousand or so outside trying to get in. Police were everywhere to keep security." One night, it got really out of hand in the city, uh, and apparently people outside who couldn't get in tried to rush the gate, and the cops had to step in. Fights broke out, and it got pretty chaotic. Every night was an adventure, especially getting into the venue and leaving. Uh, We had police escorts to get us from one, one location to another. So apparently, this tour in India was pretty wild. Rocking King. And Lance Hoyt and Abyss are starting us off. 10 goes, normally, we give you three-hour pay-per-views, but we just got too much to do. So that's why we're doing three and a half, and we're giving you the first 30 minutes for free. Is that not the most wrestling gimmick ever? Like, you guys can get the first 30 minutes of the show free, even though we do that every single time. That's exactly what it is. It's so funny. <laughs> also, I hated
0: Lance Hoyt's punches right there, because he's blatantly slapping his fucking leg. Oh, see, I didn't notice. You didn't notice that? I'll try to look again when he does it again. I hope he doesn't throw another punch this match because that was bad.
1: This t- want, he wantingly tags in Monday Brown. So he's going after Jeff Hardy now, who's uh, the legal man on the other team.
2: I got that Jeff Hardy shirt. Never
1: tell you that. I didn't know that. Oh, dude, I got it signed. When did you get it signed? I was a child. I met him at a Kia
2: dealership. Hmm. Monty Brown is chucking Jeff Hardy around the ring.
1: Hardy in no man's land. Nice drop Ooh. kick by Jeff Jarrett. Victory Road main event repeat. That's right, and the Texas Chainsaw Death Massacre Death Match oh, on God. Rampage.
2: We that. Abyss going after Hardy now in the corner.
1: Scoop and a slam by Abyss coming off the rope. There's no chair to go in his crotch, but that doesn't matter because Jeff Hardy moves. Oh, oh, Uh, AJ Styles is now going after Abyss. These guys have had some great matches in the past. Oh, going for a drop kick, lands on his feet though, and then Abyss comes at him and he hits another one. Pele kick to Jarrett. Holy shit, dude, is on fire.
2: The yeah, back zone is rocked. Hardy takes out Monty Brown.
1: Three out of four monsters ball contenders are in this match here. Does Hoyt have a spot on the card? He's the only one that kind
2: of...
1: <gasps> uh, isn't he fighting Monty Brown? Oh, wait, yeah, we did know that last week. You're right. Yeah. Oh, so I just lied. Monty Brown's not in the monster. There's two monster ball, guys, because it's Rhino. Rhino, Rhino and Sabu. My bad. Monty Brown was in the other one. I got confused. I thought Rhino was going to be in this match. See, that's like the... See, previously recorded. Uh, see, that's the part that's like weird to me.
0: Oh, you know what? I bet you it is the Monday show, because when you say when it says previous recorded, and they're mentioning tomorrow, for oh, Sunday, so fine. Monday they have to probably be like previously recorded. So this version aired <laughs>
2: after, after Bound for Glory. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would have been pissed if we were watching the show and they like put Inbound for Glory highlights. I feel like oh, fuck. That would be nuts, no. Dude.
2: Oh, oh
1: launch. Styles got launched and punched Monte Brown off the apron. Going for a Styles Clash on Abyss, but here comes Jarrett from behind. Going for the Stroke now. Nope. Look at the mat
0: covered in the Naturals' blood, dude. Uh, well, it's Naturals' blood and Jeff Hardy's red paint. Oh, yeah. Because before it was like one little thing of blood, and now it's like all
1: over the place. No, you're right. You're right. Jared just took a nasty little bump and Styles like swept his leg. I've never seen Jared fall like that before.
2: Yeah, Jared's perfect. what? Cassie Riley's here. They said he's here. Oh, wait, he's got a message.
1: It's from Raven. He's not in attendance tonight, but he will be in the building abound for glory. Nevermore, he says. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What does that
0: mean? Raven will be at
2: Bound for Glory. But he's not in a match, I think.
1: It is a little disappointing that um, Raven's not wrestling on Bound for Glory, though. That we know of.
0: That we know of. You're right. You're right. It could be an unadvertised match.
2: You're right. We just
1: crossed the 36-minute mark. So we are uh, making our way to the end of this go-home show. It's been pretty good. I Yeah, I would say this has been a very
2: good go-home show.
1: Abyss is in with Styles again now. Uh, Monty Brown just held his gut. So Abyss could strike him on the way in.
0: Yeah, this has got to give Daniels a bit of an advantage. Uh, oh, that's a good point.
1: The day before, yeah. Oh, oh, big splash by Abyss. I always and like how strange.
0: Abyss like, runs in, in like, a spot and then does it. It does yeah. look silly. Hyping himself up. Like I can do but. it.
1: <laughs> Jarrett going after Styles now, giving him a couple slaps. And Now Styles is chopping him, hitting him in the head. A chop. A hit in the head. An Irish no, whip. Jarrett counters there Irish whip. Here comes Styles, ducks the clothesline off the ropes, comes back, oh. double cross body. It's a double down. Put that on your bingo spot for your Jeff Jarrett match, boys. And he's calling I'm spots. I'm surprised we haven't uh, brawled in the crowd. I'm actually really surprised with this many guys in the match. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's never too late. They could just break down and then go brawl on the ground.
1: We need. Oh, to- you know what?
0: If Kevin Nash comes running out, they're going to brawl on the ground. Right,
1: ground. right. Uh, he just tagged in both of them. And now Monty and Abyss are arguing as if they didn't just see that both of them got tagged in at the same time. That's Ross. They both double clothesline, but Styles ducks. He goes for a springboard crossbody, but it's caught. He tags in okay, both Hardy
0: and Hoyt. He, no such thing as a double tag there. Yeah, Maybe but look, Tom's trying to stop them both and then fails miserably. He kind of let Hardy pass, so Lance Hoyt is no longer legal. Look at look at Hoyt's punches, man. See, he, I wasn't. He keeps slapping his fucking thigh. It drives. It is driving me nuts.
1: Come on, do another one, Hoyt. Oh no, Black Hole Slam. He ain't doing no more punches. Oh, no. Is that it? Nope. Hardy broke it up. He was beating up Monty Brown in the corner waiting for that one. Twist of fate to Abyss. Nice.
2: Swanton. And he hits it.
0: No, Monty Brown breaks it up. I'm waiting for Hoyt to throw another punch.
1: Oh, he's just doing backbreakers over
0: pound. and over. Yeah, too quick back the are you not entertained? Big
1: boots by Hoyt. Oh, are we in the crowd? No. No, yet. no we weren't. <laughs> Jared came in. I I just got scared for a second that we were knocking Hoyt over here, that he was gonna be the one to take the pin, and I thought he was about to get it. No- Goes for Big Boot and Jared, but he slips out Abyss, sweeps the feet, pulls Hoyt out of the ring. Springboard crossbody by AJ Styles, but Jarrett counters. He rolls through. Goes for the figure four, but Styles oh. pops up in Seguri.
2: Oh, oh a suplex neckbreaker combo there by Styles.
1: Is he going? The spiral yeah, he tap? He's
0: signaling for something.
1: But James Mitchell's is distracting the ref, and here is Christopher Daniels, oh. who slips him right off the rope. Oh, man. G- yeah. Yeah. You see what's happening here? Really? Jarrett twists the arm real fucking slow. Goes for the stroke and pounce on oh AJ Styles. My God, AJ just fucking hit the middle rope like neck. Yeah. And he stole the pin from. Well, Jarrett looks pretty happy about that, though, actually. Monty Brown pins Styles to get his team to win. Jarrett, by the way, sidestep. That's how he hit AJ Styles with the pounce. I got to say, dude, that was a very well done six man tag match because those can be like brutal. And that was, uh, but that's pretty good. Yeah. White goes after Monty Brown here after they raised their arms for about two seconds. Come
0: on, Kevin Nash. Everyone's going after.
1: Yeah, it's going to be Kevin Nash. Everyone's fighting Styles now. Jeff Hardy goes after Jarrett, but. Jared just throws him out.
2: Oh, the Koji Clutch by Daniels. Oh, there's Sabu, the Sabu. Take out a best. See, we're we're getting the through people here.
0: So then Rhino's gonna come out.
1: And here's Rhino. If they're going to waste an appearance on Kevin Asho for five seconds, that's so lame, though. It's so TNA. Ooh, suicide dive, and I think Sabu kind of didn't really get caught there,
2: and he overjumped.
0: Yeah. Look I, at, I know, Dude, look. 20 seconds left of the show, and they fucking use him for this. It's big sexy! Why is Jared surprised? Like, dude, you're fighting him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: they're not. No, they're not. Oh, no, 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 no! Five grand. See you later.
0: (laughs) Wow, dude, that's awesome.
2: We just—that really just happened,
1: huh?
0: I mean, of course it did.
1: He was walking out, and they go, "Here's the copyright." Yeah,
0: tune in tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow for Bob going to see him actually wrestle or do anything physical.
1: Now, just for fun, let me um, let me as we're wrapping up, I can see if because we don't usually reread the notes, anyways, I can see if there's a note about what happened after it went off the air, went after Jarrett and the show ended. No, yeah, nothing happened.
0: Okay. Oh, surprise, surprise.
1: Yeah, it literally it doesn't say anything from the actual like. Right up of the show, right for who was there.
0: Hmm. Fantastic. Uh, all right, that mean I good show here. I mean, yeah, I agree. It was good. Forty one minute show or whatever. Uh, that brings us now to tomorrow's show, which is going to be Bound for Glory. Now, I'll just do a quick rundown of what has been officially announced, uh, and then I guess we can. I'm just going to say that we're going to get AMW Naturals for I would have to think that, but I'm not going to say that as part of my rundown.
1: I would have, I mean, I think you're probably right, but I mean, yeah, I don't think we actually know. So, yeah. So, uh, Samoa Joe is scheduled to Russell Jushin,
0: Thunder Liger. Monty Brown and Lance Hoyt will be going at it in singles action. There will be a number one contender for the TNA X Division Championship Ultimate X match, which will be between Petey Williams. Matt Bentley, and Chris Saban. We also have a four-way Monsters Ball match between Sabu, Rhino, Jeff Hardy, and Abyss. And of course, the X-Division 30-minute Ironman match, part two, AJ Styles defending against Christopher Daniels. And in the main event, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship with the special referee, Tito Ortiz. Jeff Jarrett is defending against Big Sexy Kevin Nash. That is the rundown that has been officially announced for Bound for Glory. And then if anything is added, I'm sure we will know
1: in the technically uh, free half hour of the show, which is also a yeah, right. free show. <laughs> which uh, shouldn't I guess it shouldn't be a surprise if we have that. Ver- I, yeah, I haven't checked if we have that version, but I'm assuming we probably do. I would I would imagine. Um, so. All right. Well, Bound for Glory is the next show. Dallas, you got anything else? No, man. Send us send us home because we've been waiting for Bound for Glory for
0: eh,
1: what, two years. This so, is
0: a, I feel like and now here's the thing. Bound for Glory 2005. I don't know if I've ever seen the full show.
1: Really? Okay, like, see. I feel like this one I might have.
0: I don't think I have. Uh, it looks on paper to be. Fucking great. So I am really looking forward to it. And I hope you guys join us tomorrow. For Bound Glory So until then For Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Collin Jr. And this has been The TNA Cross the Line Podcast we find the Guilty